I just saw it as a way for me to cope with my trauma. And I channeled that energy through my body. And it wasn't until, um, you know, people started realizing that what I was doing, because it wasn't a normal way to have an orgasm. It wasn't until people realized I was having an orgasm that they shamed me for it and told me that it was bad. It's the genius Welcome back to the Genius Portal podcast. I'm here with Faith again, and we are going to have a part two of our episode because we just didn't feel quite done. So Faith, would you like to say hi again? Hello again. I am so excited to see where this goes and what comes out. So thank you for having me again. You're so welcome. Thanks for being here again. And me too. I'm so curious. So I'm going to ask a different starting question to support the rabbit hole that we go down. And that is, what is central essence to you? And what is your central essence? You know, I I had a feeling you were going to ask me about that. So, um, (laughs) I'm not super surprised. I was like, I didn't formulate an official response, but I am so excited to talk about this because, you know, um, when we were talking last, I mentioned briefly that, you know, Central Essence and the Genius Portal really did support me in realizing um, more of my calling. And so Central Essence for me is a connection back to your heart, but it's like, a connection back to all of you in the more and more spiritual and personal development work I do, the more I realize that it's all really just to get back in touch with myself. And so it's, it's um, so beautiful to learn about, you know, piecing all of these parts of myself that I've really shut down my whole life and you know it's it's something that even though I know it is so innate to who I am it's something that I still try and shut down because there's so much shame which I know you know this like you talk about this in central essence there's so much shame around sensuality and sexuality and all those pieces of us Um, so I would say for me, it's that connection to everything that is me and it's expressing it in a way that is like authentic and, um, pleasuring, I guess. Um, and I don't remember the second half of the question. It was what is central essence to me and, and what is your central essence? And I'm also just going to throw in here because I should have said it at the very start but if you haven't listened to part one of my conversation with Faith go check out that episode and then come back to this one because you're going to have all the context for our conversation and 
you'll be in the layer that we're in. So yeah, throwing it back to you, Faith. What is your central essence? That was a beautiful Mm -hmm. definition, by the way. Thank you. My essential essence. Oh my gosh. This is something I was thinking about. I feel like as I've become more of myself, um, I've really just come to this realization that I think the whole world would be a much better place if people danced freely and expressed their spirits and if people had more orgasms and like not just just sex but orgasms because I think they're the most healing medicine you will ever come into I think there's so many layers energetically and sensually and sexually and it's not even necessarily a sexual thing I know a lot of the times when you think of orgasm you immediately think of sex or porn or something erotic but I don't think it has to be. And when I learned, you know, it's something that has been very innate to to who I am and something I had so much shame around for my whole life because um, I shared in the Central Essence container, but I honestly feel really comfortable sharing it now because I feel like it's so something that's going to heal so many people. It's like, you know, I learned like the ability to orgasm innately when I was like, three or four years old. Like it was like a tantric energetic thing. It wasn't sexual at all. I didn't even like touch, you know, any part of my genitals or breasts or anything. It wasn't, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about being erotic. It was like this was actually how I coped with trauma. And it was like this like energetic release is, you know, I've never been like someone who cuts, but I've heard that, you know, from people that have been in that or have no people it's like they do that because they feel like there's something being released and it's like this like euphoric feeling or, or something and you know it's like for me it wasn't that it was it was the orgasm it was like this channeling of all of this energy and stress and um it's like a way to move the energy through my body in a different way because it's not about like you know, general stimulation. It's not about this, like, it, yeah, you, you can do that if you want to add on and, and make something more, more divinely beautiful that way, but it's not necessary. And it's just like getting in touch with that and just like realizing, like, if you are really in touch with your, your sexual energy, like you could have an orgasm, like anywhere and nobody even has to know that that you're having an orgasm like it doesn't have to be this like crazy like you know like cinematized dramatic thing it's just something that I think our bodies can be very in touch and innate with and so for me it's like this this element of wanting to undo the shame around around having an orgasm and also like helping people get back in touch with with that part of themselves because there is you know something so beautiful about it I mean there's so many things so beautiful about it and there's also I mean I know like because like I was saying before it's so tied to sex um that it's just not something we talk about and it's something that is just automatically associated with something sexual And, you know, it was something like as a kid, like I, you know, like nothing inappropriate with me happened. Like there was no one hurting me or causing me to do that or anything like that. Like I had no idea, actually, I had no idea for years that 
what I was doing was viewed as something that was shameful or sexual. I just saw it as a way for me to cope with my trauma. And I channeled that energy through my body. And it wasn't until, um, you know, people started realizing that what I was doing, because it wasn't a normal way to have an orgasm. It wasn't until people realized I was having an orgasm that they shamed me for it and told me that it was bad and that I needed to stop doing it. And, you know, me, I was, I think I was like six or something or seven, you know, when, when I was shamed for it, I, you know, whenever someone caught me doing that in my family, it was like, Hey, stop doing that. They didn't understand. Right. And, and I've had conversations with, you know, my mom since then. And she was just like, I, you know, I knowing what I know now, like, Oh my gosh, like that was just you releasing trauma. Like it wasn't anything sexual. And I wish I'd known what I know now. And I'm like, it's probably very, <laughs> sorry mom if you're listening I didn't tell you I was going to share this with people but I feel so compelled to like talk about that because I you know I, I don't have any I'm not mad at her or, or anyone right I'm not it's just society like I have no anger I have no resentment it's honestly just like this thing that I'm really passionate about because I get it I really get it and I get how deeply ingrained it is in for us and and how deeply ingrained it is from people who grew up in a religious background, which for many years I was. And, and there's, you know, that's an entirely different rabbit hole um, that I, I really want to teach on the, um, you know, like the divinity of pleasure, which I think I briefly mentioned yesterday, but just um, the ties to that and, and, and just like the control that um, so many things outside of us, like the control people, religion, government, like want to put on our bodies and how we experience our bodies and how we control our bodies. And it really suppresses our innate wisdom and our innate ability to take care of ourselves and to heal ourselves innately. Because like, I think orgasms are really healing. It's honestly like, you know, it's not something I share very often, but I, I you know, I'm becoming more and more open. And I really do want to share with people that is honestly like my favorite stress coping mechanism is to have an orgasm. I'm like, this is what I need right now. And it doesn't have to be sexual. Um, it absolutely can, but like can be if that's what you want. But that was actually something I had a really hard time with when I started having sex. I actually didn't know how to orgasm when I was having sex because it was so different it was like it was it was purely about what you know like what people perceived sex to be and like how people should have orgasms and and all of this stuff and I was just like I just I felt like there was something wrong with me because I just wasn't getting it and and it was something I actually would never talk about about how like you know I just felt like I was doing sex wrong because it wasn't it wasn't that enjoyable for me and I just kept trying to, to do it and hoping like hoping one day it would just click and I would like fix myself and realize what I've been doing wrong and I you know I realized like it's just not it's not how it works for me and I think it's not actually how it works for a lot of people but but we, we think it should be and that's why there's all of these like tropes in, in, in movies and, and things like that about like, you know, women faking orgasms. It's not even necessarily a trope. Like I think like in, in at least specifically heteronormative relationships, that is something that, that will happen, you know, just because it's like, you know, you've, it's, 
it's almost it's not even necessarily on the guy really it's it's like feeling embarrassed that you like can't do that and you can't like give your partner like this like this like reward at the end of this like very intimate connection together because like you know it's like there's something satisfying in that when you connect with your partner and you're able to like have this release together and this energetic bonding and when you can't give that back it, it it's like you feel shame because you can't give your partner that and then you're worried that your partner is going to feel shame because they couldn't give you that either and there's just like because I, I think there's there's also been a lot of mystery around how female genitalia works and what it even is and and I've been reading um the vagina bible actually um it's by I don't remember her name Dr. Jen something i'll have to look that up but she goes in and is just like explaining all these things about the vulva and the vagina because it's so not educated like we're just so not educated about it and um and it's something yeah, i remember reading i think in high school about how there was actually a lot of um things about the female reproductive system that were taken out of medical um medical books in like the 50s or something like that. And if you actually, what I learned, and this is just clicking as I'm talking about this, when I was in my uh, mentorship for acting, we were talking about the different eras of Hollywood and the cinema. And in like, I believe it was the 50s, and, and don't quote me on the specific time frame, but in the 50s, there was this, um, this air of perfectionism in these movies of like the ideal, um, the ideal America and like how how people wanted things to be and there was actually like this like rule or it was like a regulation that men and women couldn't even be in the same bed together on screen and there couldn't be any nudity um and everything had to be like implied and so people would imply things but there was like this very strict rule about what could be portrayed on the screen and it's just interesting seeing just even in the last hundred years like how much restriction and control um you know different governing bodies have left gone through to try and control the narrative around um how things how relationships should be how sex should be how orgasms should be because like let's be honest too we're gonna go down the porn rabbit hole of like people learn a lot of sex education through porn because it's just like it's just so there's so much of it and it's so easy to get access to and then it's like there's just this deep layer of shame around it that that you know it's like you're not going to talk about it with people because like why would you you're like I'm not going to go into this super shameful topic when I can just go watch these videos and like make a bunch of assumptions about how I should be having sex and um there's just like this huge missed opportunity to to really learn about it in a healthy way and I will admit too when I was um I think I was 10 my mom um, tried to have the, the, the talk with me. And I was such a prude. I was so shut down to it. Um, I refused. I was like, nope, I will not have this conversation with you. I will learn about it in school. I do not want to talk about this with you. And I actually wouldn't talk to my mom about sex until I was like in my mid twenties, I think, because I just had so much shame from childhood. And and, and it's like, and I don't blame anybody for that. I really don't. And it's like, I have so much love and compassion because it's like, you do the best you can with the information you have. And it was just like this, uh, 
yeah, it was a rough time and it was just a lot to go through. Um, but as I grew older, I started opening up more and more. And as I came to Central Essence, and this is something even in the last year, like this is something that I have oscillated with for many years of like having these realizations and wanting to talk about this stuff and then being like the shame taking over and being like, nope, I'm not going to go there because like I'll die. It just feels like I'll die if someone hears me say this. And, and you know, saying it now, I'm like, yeah, like it's just to you, Ellie, and I know there are people listening, and there could be people listening to this in 2052, you know, listening and being like, oh yeah, you know. Um, so who know there could be millions of people that end up listening to this. Um, but there's it's like it feels so natural to just speak about it. And it's something that just feels like I, you know, was put here to talk about it. And that's part of the the, you know, like with like our deepest woundings, like being our greatest gifts and and lessons that we we have to give and it's like I've, I've gone through all the shame and it's really given me this beautiful lens to look at through the world of like if someone does get upset about this conversation if someone does think what I'm saying is a load of bs or whatever like I have this beautiful lens to look through and be like how like you've been through a lot of shame around it I get it it's triggering it's a triggering conversation for people I get it. And I, I honestly think it's like with it's like the sexual repression, though, that we go through is a huge reason why we have things like sexual assault and rape, because people do not there. It's you're shamed for having the desire. You're not educated on how to do things properly. You don't talk about it. And so people shove this down and there's like this huge part of themselves that they reject and push down and and. It, it comes out in the worst way when people do that to other people because it's like the, there's like this this like huge desire to um, express themselves but they feel like just having that desire is wrong and and the thing that breaks my heart is like um, everyone has the desire you know I mean there are asexual people I get that and I I identify on it I'm I'm really I'm kind of outside of labels. I'm in between a bunch of labels, but I, I, I'm, I can identify with people who have felt or do identify as asexual. Cause I'm like, there's been times in my life when I've been so shut down to my sexuality that I'm like, I have no desire for that at all. And, and I'm not saying that's necessarily why people identify as that. Cause it might just be how they are and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's just like, if it was, if we just had a healthier macroscopic level of sexuality and orgasms and pleasure and desire, and we had this like uplift, unveiling and uplifting away from this shame that I really honestly, truly believe was put on us from a lot of different religions and a lot of different churches and governing bodies in the last 2000 years I need to do research on like when all that actually started but just seeing it now of like there's just like all of these like tendrils of of old information that is still perpetuating into society today and it's like just like it's like why do we why do we have to go through that you know it's like it's just crazy because you know in America we are pretty progressive but at the same time like you know, Roe v. White was overturned and it's like, you know, crazy to me. And then I have a friend in 
Uganda who identifies as trans and and they were um, nearly murdered for just, just identifying as trans and going through a transition. And it's like all of this stuff just links back to this shame of like, I can't be who I am. I can't have sexual desire. I can't have physical desires because it's wrong. And so there's also this element of the the porn industry too. It's like this like dark thing. And then it's not even accurately represented either. It's like, there's like, you know, there's like all of these, like I'm reading, I haven't read it. I bought this book. It's called the feminist porn movement. And I'm like, I want to read about it because it's really like about empowering porn and giving, you know, like reframing it to the world. And it's like, this reclaiming I think it's really this reclaiming of of that sensuality and sexuality that I've been talking about has been been so shut down so I think there's just so many opportunities for growth and my central essence I really feel is like to help move this forward and to help people release that shame and come home to themselves and really just realize like what they're here for and realizing like that that part of them is not is not shameful and and like I think there there's so much healing that as well in, in that as well and there's so much to to do about it and um I think the first thing like central essence does is do the first thing we do is talk about shame and it's like for me it's I've been in central essence for five or six months and I would say you know, it's been, actually, it's been longer. I can't believe that. I think it's been like eight, eight months maybe. And it's like, for me, it's been going through my shame a lot because like I said, I have this, you know, innate connection to, to tantric energy that has just been shut down and pushed away for so long. And, um, you know, I put it into the closet. Like when they, you know, I got shamed for orgasms. I was like, oh, okay. Like this is bad to do in front of other people. Like that's what my brain concluded. So I was like, okay, I must only do this in private when I won't get caught. Because to me, I was like, this feels way too good to stop doing. Like I am not going to stop that because it feels really good. And I don't know how it's bad, but apparently it's bad because I keep getting yelled at for it. Like I had, I'm serious. I had no idea it was bad. I was in kindergarten. Like I'd be in kindergarten class, like having orgasms, like just sitting in a chair, just like moving my body in a way to move the energy and just having like no clue. <laughs> no one, no one there knew what I was doing either. They were just like, you're moving in a weird way. Okay. And I'm like over there five years old, like I'm having orgasms at school and like having a grand old time. But um, when I was shamed, I was like, oh my God, like I was so embarrassed for like my past self. And I felt so bad, you know, that I'd done that. And even though I, it was my body and I wasn't even harming anyone and I wasn't touching anything and I wasn't doing anything really that weird. Um, it was just like something that I felt so shameful for and it's like there's still times today that that shame will come in waves and it's like working through that and just being like that's that's a story though shame is a story it's a story people put on you about why you are wrong for being you and it's like you don't have to take that on and I'm just like it's so freeing to talk about it here because I really do feel like I just can I can just push it back and be like that's cool. Like you can feel, you can shame me for that, but I don't have to actually take that on and identify with it because I just don't agree with you. I just don't agree with the people that are, that are doing that. And it's like seeing where they're coming from and why they're coming from there 
and giving them love and just still holding my truth. And, you know, it's like just letting that part of myself be expressed fully and embodied. And, you know, Central Essence, it's been really letting me come back home to myself. And I would also say as well, there's this element, um, you know, I just said the world earlier would be better with a lot of dancing and orgasms. And I also think if people were able to be naked when they wanted to, like being naked is also really sexualized. And um, it's just the body. <laughs> like, it's like, we don't sexualize animals for walking around without clothes. And again, it links back to Adam and Eve in Christianity. It links back to that religious aspect. And it's like, just this, 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 it needs to be unlayered and separated, and especially with like the new age and the new thought movements of spirituality and all these new understandings and consciousness that the world is awakening and consciousness is rising and we're having new relations to the Bible and we're learning more about when it was written and, and the influences and who wrote it and, and all this different stuff that, you know, isn't really broadly um, widely broadcasted. And it's just like wanting to share that message and just kind of like un undo that and just giving people back the option of like, oh yeah, you can be naked. Like, that's okay. And, and obviously like I get like, there's like this fear, you know, it might be weird if someone was walking around in public, you know, naked, but like at the same time, like at least in America, like that would be very weird, but you go to like, from what I've heard, I haven't been to Europe, but you go to a beach and like, being topless is just like totally fine. It's like, yeah, whatever. Cool. You're just topless at the beach. Like no one cares. Um, and it's like moving to Hawaii, you know, I haven't seen anyone naked, but people are just in their swimsuits all the time. And it's just like, yep, they're just like half naked walking around everywhere. And it's not weird, but other places in the world, I get like, if it's hot, you know, people are more comfortable taking their clothes off, but I would say definitely being here, it's been, it's been a different layer of people being comfortable with their bodies and being willing to just be with their bodies and not having to cover up and cover every part of themselves and compartmentalize their desires and and everything like that. So, yeah, I would say I'll 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 pause there um, for anything that you want to add, but that's really what my sensual essence is. So much. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so much oh my goodness it was amazing <laughs> touching on so many themes well really it's all the theme of sensual essence right but but touching mm -hmm. on so many premises and so many ideas within that theme and it was amazing because I was writing down questions and things that I would love to ask you or ask you to open more into as you were going and you just kept answering the questions as I wrote them. <laughs> so before I even had the opportunity to speak, I, I've actually ticked most of them going, yeah, that's been answered. That's been answered. That's been answered. But I want to, yeah, circle right back to where you mentioned that you began experiencing orgasm as a coping mechanism for trauma. And I'd love if you could yeah, really explain what it is that you mean by that, like what your definition of trauma is and and what it is that you believed you were coping with or, or still or do believe that you were coping with the action. And also 
I'd be really curious to hear if you're open to sharing. Obviously, manage your own boundaries, and I know that you'll do that. But um, yeah, in regards to what that energetic experience was like, because it was so interesting to hear that you were having these orgasmic experiences so young. And I have heard of others, and, and even myself, I was actually quite young too. But what's different about your story, what's more unique, at least compared to what I've heard, is that you're having these orgasmic experiences really energetically. So I would love if you could describe that because I think a lot of our culture around sex is very friction-oriented pleasure. And there's a whole other world out there, right? There is so much more that's available. But again, like you referenced, the porn that we learn from and the movies that we learn from, it's really friction-oriented pleasure. And so it's really limited. So yeah, I'd really love to hear your description of the energetic experience and also this piece around trauma, just to clarify. Yes, so... The trauma. So um, I shared yesterday yesterday for us, but not for them. In the last episode, I shared about being adopted from foster care. And there was a lot of um, trauma with that. Um, And there was a lot that I didn't understand. And so it was when I was with my, what I call now my family, my, you know, and when I say my family, I was just me, my my family, my, my adoptive mother, and then all of my bio siblings who are my biological siblings who are adopted with me. Um, whenever I was upset and angry and I didn't really understand. And it was like, cause there was so much when I was a kid that I just didn't get. And there was so much anger and resentment that I held on to about being taken away from my birth parents that I, I didn't understand. Right. And I'm like, I don't remember exactly what I would be going through at the time, but it was like whenever I was feeling particularly stressed out, it was just this like, I felt like this this natural rhythm of my body. It's like, um, like gyration essentially. And it wasn't friction, it's like pressure. It was like the seatbelt. I would just like hold the seatbelt and I would just like gyrate. And it was just like the perfect like position across my lap. It just kind of like, I just helped. It was like, I think, you know, like it was like, it's like playing with the flame. People know what tantra is. And I didn't realize I was doing that, but it was like channeling all this energy from my womb and channeling that up my body and just feeling that and just like pulsating with that. And it would just result in this like full body, energetic, amazing orgasmic experience that released. And I would just, everything, all my anger, it was like really how I transmuted my anger. So I would say like the, not necessarily, I wouldn't be necessarily going through the trauma when that was happening. It was more that I had a lot of trauma. I had a lot of built up anger. I was a very angry kid and things would trigger me very easily because there was so much I did not understand about my my life and my reality and what was going on. And so when I was triggered and you know, that was like that that I would take that anger and I would channel that um through my body. And um, you know, it's something I would love to teach people. What it was just like this like 
beautiful way to honestly transmute. And after, you know, I was shamed um, for it, you know, when I would go to my room and do that, it was always when I was really angry and I'd just be, I'd want to explode. Like you ever seen the Disney movie inside out, like anger, like the little red guy, like that was like what I was like. And then I would go like have this like orgasm, this full body energetic, like movement through my body. And I would just be so calm and peaceful. And they're like, why you go to your room and you chill out and you come back and I'm like yep and I you know didn't tell them what I was doing but it was like that was how I moved through it um and then asked me the second question again I think you actually answered both questions um because it was oh okay. yeah it was about the definition of the trauma and then also what your experience was energetically which again you just you just answer questions without even trying faith that's obviously another <laughs> part of your genius that we're uncovering but yeah it's so interesting you know because a definition of trauma is an emotional response to a perceived terrible experience and so it's really interesting because I think we have this projection that trauma has to be something really terrible like a, a huge accident or a fire or a sexual assault or a physical assault or being completely abandoned and for some of us that is the truth and that is our experience and that's part of our journey and our story but for some people what can be perceived as trauma is someone telling you that you stink when you've you know got a dirty nappy it doesn't have to be this big bad thing that happened it only has to be that you perceive it that way and therefore you have an emotional response to it and you create a memory of that in your system and so yeah, it's really beautiful actually to hear your experience of pleasure and of this orgasmic energy, which, you know, we always reference as life force energy, as actually being something that anchors you back in the frequency of love, or at least that's how I'm receiving it, like that you go from these states of separation, confusion, fear, anger, whatever it may be in your experience seems like it was anger a lot but from like this separating feeling to feeling connected again and feeling relaxed and safe again in your body and to me that's love like that's your washing your body over with the frequency of love and then from that space life does feel easier things do become clearer and relationships do feel easier because you are more connected rather than being saturated in those frequencies of separation so yeah it's really interesting to hear your take on it and I think for our listeners it'd be really powerful for you to just notice in this conversation what has come up for you what is triggering for you if some of it is do you remember exploring pleasure when you were a child you remember if that involved friction or pressure or none of the above was it completely different or was it absent or you know was it completely non-sexual and so you've forgotten or you don't associate that with pleasure anymore but actually that's the origin of pleasure for you it's just so interesting to reconnect with and a personal exploration of course and something that I encourage all people to connect with because it's true like you said we have such a collective shame imprint and it was interesting your references 
to the church and religion and you mentioned, you know, pleasure or, or women, the union with women being taken out of out of the, the Bible and out of the teachings. And I think it was in the fourth century when the Gospel of Mary was taken out of the Bible and the reason for that was because there were stories of women being powerful, stories of women baptizing themselves, stories of women really actually being connected to themselves and and not being controlled, not being submissive, being in a position of being connected to God. And so, yeah, there's, I mean, rabbit hole, rabbit hole, rabbit hole. And (laughs) I love it. And I'm currently going down this rabbit hole a little bit at the moment, actually, with the book Mary Magdalene Revealed, um, which I really recommend for anybody who yeah, is intrigued by this topic and wants to uncover more about it. It's our book club book that we just covered in The Remembering, actually, and it was incredibly powerful to review. And we have a recording of that in the portal. But yeah, I also, um, oh, there's just so many things that we've touched on. But yeah, the other one that really pops at me is porn like the religious piece and the porn and how I do believe that it is possible to have porn that teaches and educates and shows us a different way to love and shows us connection. And that, like you said, it's not all bad, but it's not complete. It's an incomplete and laced with trauma picture that we get. And I know that there are, now platforms being created and actually already created that are they call it conscious porn so it's it's definitely videos and and you know content of people making love and people connecting sexually but it's done so also going over boundaries and also expressing you know showing different ways to come to pleasure and not being so orgasm focused and more connection focused and pleasure focused and that's a totally well actually I haven't watched any of it but I can just imagine that would be a totally different experience of porn a totally different way to learn a totally different way to be educated and what to me is problematic about majority of our sexual education coming through the porn that so many of us are familiar with is what's exaggerated in them the emptiness and the people who are connecting the just the lack of connection the obviousness of the faking the obviousness of the pain and yeah just if you look in the eyes and I remember um, I was helping a friend writing a book that was had a lot of things about porn in it and we watched born together in in the office and we were just like stunned like looking into the eyes of these people and seeing the lack of connection and seeing even the fear and the, the sadness that was present while they're being captured and that's what we're learning that's where we're learning about sexuality and sensuality and that to me is is a problem <laughs> well it's definitely creating problems and it's one of the reasons why 
I created sensual essence to be a solution for that because I just had so many clients who were like, I know there's more. I feel like I've had access to more even in the past, you know, when they were open as children or or before being exposed to external judgments or projections. But they'd be like, I have no idea how to get back there or I have no idea how to get there. I don't remember how to experience pleasure in my body. I don't know how to be present to intimacy. And that's painful. We require intimacy. We're we're community-based creatures. So, yeah, I'm going to have to wrap us up shortly, as you know, but I would love to hear your message to anybody who is really feeling the need the desire, the need, the calling to explore this part of themselves and is also potentially really scared of that, what would your message be to that person? My message would be start out small. Start out so small. You don't have to talk about it with anybody at first. It's like it's so personal. It's like when you do, it can help to share absolutely but sometimes the first person you have to share with is yourself and that can be incredibly intimate and that can be terrifying in itself like when I was coming out you know different different story but when I was coming out it was so terrifying to even meet that part of myself because it had been so shut down for so long and it's it's okay to take your time there's no time limit you could take 50 years to come home to yourself completely and and that's your journey so don't don't push yourself more than you're ready and and don't do anything that you're not okay with like have boundaries with yourself and be okay with where you're at and and don't compare to anyone else to me your friends people you see on tv really just connect with yourself because that's that's what it's about and and I mean I'm I'm here and the genius portal is here and there are people that are happy to connect with you about that but I know for me in the beginning it was not anything that I could talk with about with anyone it was just so confronting to even let myself have those thoughts so I would say just let yourself have the thought and let it be private like that's okay just just give yourself that that boundary of allowing yourself to think the things you haven't let yourself think since you were really little. Just let yourself, let yourself go there and just see what, what comes from there because you are your wisest teacher and no one else can tell you how to heal yourself because you are that guru for your own healing. And um, there's so much love for you in your own heart. And, you know, there's love for you here too but like your own heart and your own spirit has so much love that it wants to rain down and shower on you and it's like making that connection with yourself first can really help you feel centered um to know how to move forward after after that so that's my message yeah so powerful thank you it's definitely personal journey and one that is made easier through self-honesty 
and also through eventually, as and when you're ready, having conversations with other people that you feel safe with. And ultimately, you will come to a position where you can have the conversation regardless of who's in the room and regardless of who's listening, just like Faith and I are right now. And it's okay, just like Faith said, however long it takes you to get there. It's even okay if you don't get there, if that's not where you want to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many layers and reasons to why Central Essence is structured the way that it is, but that's really one of the great reasons why making it self-paced, but then also having the live call series that you can come listen to, that you can come be a part of when you're ready and that we do those call series multiple times a year because it is, it's just this completely never-ending unraveling of who you are and what pleasure means to you and what love is to you. And it's amazing the collective shame and the personal shame that can be there. Even when you go through a phase and you feel really liberated and then something else comes up and it's like, oh, here's another layer. Here's something else that I can address. And it's just part of being human. But yeah, I definitely think it's really beautiful to do it together. Yeah. Faith, thank you so much for being here, for coming back. Thank you you for having me. And I just want to put a pin in there too of like, yes, community has helped so much. Central Essence has helped so much. And I'm so happy. I still have time. I'm still within my year. I'm like, yay. So if you're thinking about doing that, it's a beautiful container to unravel within. Very safe and, and gorgeous. So Ellie's created just a masterpiece. So thanks for doing that and letting your genius shine through. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's just one of my greatest honors in life, to be honest. Watching people go through the journey and connecting with you while you do. It's amazing the the relationships because it doesn't feel like well I don't know if it does to you or not but it doesn't feel like like a teacher client relationship or a coach client relationship it's it's so much more intimate than that it just feels like people being people being themselves and yeah I I really love it okay me too oh (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Very helpful. Helps you stay in a space, hey, when you like it. (laughs) Cool. Well, let's wrap up there. Thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to us if you would like to speak further about Central Essence or any other part of the Genius Portal, or even if our conversation today has inspired you and you'd love to dive more deeply into any area we're always open to receiving questions that we can unveil on the podcast and yeah we're always willing to go down another rabbit hole so thanks for being here do the things where you like you follow you review you share you stalk faith and check her stuff out and we will see you soon in another episode thanks again faith it's the genius portal.